This is the bullpen on 102.7 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512-834-1027. Notice what I did for you there, Brandon? Hang on. I'm not ready. Oh, you have those headphones. Hang on. I'm going to get my headphones on. So was that Radio hey, what's 101? Up, hey, what's up, guys? Headphones. Headphones. You notice what I did for you here? You didn't notice because you didn't have your headphones on. I didn't. What'd you do? This is the. the I told you I'd play this Bull, intro today. This is bullpen intro two. This is bullpen intro oh one. My. This what? is your intro. This isn't my intro. I didn't make it. It's the one that you said you liked. No, you said you liked the second one, so that's, that's right. why I played that one. And then yesterday you're like, but you'd never play my first one. And here I am playing it. You didn't have your headphones on to even notice the kindness. I'd like to get fact-checked on that because I don't recall saying that at all. Well, good thing we got a logger here at this radio station. <laughs> we we also have a podcast the that archive I, I listen to every day. So, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the bullpen. It's the Thursday edition. I'm Patrick Osborne. He's Brandon Elkins. Hey. We're with you here for the next hour on 1027 ESPN. 512-834-1027 is our phone number. Don't forget the creeper in the corner. And we got the great... What are we doing? Jake Ryan over there? Jake Ryan. That is Jake Ryan. Is Jake he's Ryan. not a creeper. He's just he's just learning. He's just wanting to know what we're doing over he here. He just wants to he's watch just, over us, make sure we don't say something bad. The greatness that is the bullpen. <laughs> uh, so, big news. Probably uh, news that everybody is going to be glad to hear. After today, we may not have to say the name Deshaun Watson for quite a while. I'm okay with that. Yeah? 13 weeks or something like that. Uh, looks like Cleveland Browns QB Deshaun Watson has been suspended for 11 games, fined $5 million after a settlement has been reached between the NFL and the NFL Players Association. That reached today. Uh, Watson's also going to pay a fine of $5 million, undergo mandatory evaluation by behavioral experts, and follow their suggested treatment program. Uh, So, thank God. So, here's my thing on that. I'm glad that there's finally some sort of, uh, 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 what do you call it, closure? Yeah. In this, yeah. in a way. Um, I don't feel like the punishment fit the crime, even if it's even if this is all just allegations and, and such. Right. I still think a full suspend full year suspension was bare minimum. I agree. Um, but I also have been saying since day one that this is probably gonna end up being eight games. So the fact that it's eleven I guess is, uh, uh, what do you call it? Not uh, enough. <laughs> obviously not enough, yes, but uh, let me tell you why. better than nothing. Let me tell you why I and think. And he's actually getting fined now instead of, you know, they were just going to let him go without having to pay any sort of fine. Yeah. So I, I'm glad there's something and we have some sort of closure. And, you know, we, we, we heard that Stefanski said that he's not going to play the rest of the preseason now. Right. So we don't have to deal with him for 13 weeks. 13 weeks, but, but here's what I uh, here's why I think that they chose, they settled on this. Because his first game back, his first game back yeah. will be against the Houston Texans. Thoughts? Well, you know, now that I've actually, <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt your flow there. It was going That's so okay. well, I didn't want to interrupt that flow. <laughs> thank you, thank no, you. We're, we're glad but you're here. We've talked about this before, Brandon, and I yeah. have, that if it would have been six games, that we could have seen the Browns being four and two if he had come back yeah. at that point. And yeah. now that it's 11... We have no it's idea. Still, they still could have an above five hundred record and a chance for the playoffs. Yeah, I Maybe. mean, I, 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 yeah, well. <laughs> I think that the chance is there. Yes, yes. Uh, but probably not. I don't know. I, I would say maybe just above average, if not right around average chances, or maybe even, I don't know, somewhere in that range, little below average to a little above average, but certainly not great chances, I, I would mean, say. the division itself, you got Cincinnati is the class of the act. Yep, right. But Pittsburgh's going to have probably not the best year. They're not saying it's a rebuild, but it's pretty much a rebuild. Well, All don't right. forget also that Joe Burrow just had an app- appendectomy. Right. So he's going to be hurting for a while. Yep. 
and True. we don't know how long that I don't I'm, I don't know how long that takes to you know get back from and, and recover from. So we he may be behind the schedule before by by the time the season starts. It could be. I mean, I think it's just interesting. I'm very shocked that it wasn't a full year. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, considering at first when they said an indefinite suspension mm-hmm. of at least one year. It well, was that's, very strong verbiage, and then they, they stopped saying indefinite, and it was yeah. just one year. Right. And then I think at that point the writing was on the wall. It was not going to be six, but it wasn't going to be a year. Yeah. I mean, these are these are pretty egregious allegations against yes. the man. Uh, and I think most people could agree that the initial ruling by Judge Sue L. Robinson was far from enough. Yeah. Uh, well, and she also didn't have that many in front of her anyway to... You know, to to make a a claim of yeah. How many would, did she have? Did she base that on she six? Had, she had five, five, but she had to dismiss one, so she only had four okay. of the twenty five to thirty accusations out there for her to base this opinion on. And remember, even she said that she was kind of handcuffed at yeah. what she could give him, right? Based on the information she had, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you've got what uh, accused of sexual assault or inappropriate conduct during massage therapy sessions and lawsuits filed by twenty five women. Uh, actions alleged in the suits took place between March 20th, March 21, uh, March of 2020 and 2021, I should say. And then uh, one of the 25 suits was dropped after a judge's ruling in April of 21 uh, that the plaintiffs needed to amend their, posi- uh, their petitions to disclose, the name, disclose names. Two other women filed criminal complaints against him. Uh, he's settled or agreed to settle all but one of the remaining lawsuits, which remains pending. So, Why are you settling if you maintain your innocence? Like, well, li- listen, the Houston Texans settled with 30 women. Deshaun Watson settled with 24 out of 25. Right. Mm-hmm. And yet he still maintains he did nothing wrong. Well, give I mean, me a break. He, he answers that question here for you. Asked why he settled now. Just continue to be in the community, continue to show my face around and show the people who I really am. You know, counseling is definitely a big part of that. You know, I can't get in details of exactly which counseling that is, but, you know, at the end of the day, I have to continue to show my face and show people who I really am, especially in the community that I just became, you know, a citizen in. So um, I have to continue to What a word. That. that was actually He became the wrong. a citizen in the community. Of, the, of the community of Cleveland. But also, why are you going to counseling? Yeah, that was actually. Why the, can't you tell us what counseling you're uh, going to? I know that's the biggest thing. It says just undergo evaluation and treatment for what exactly? For what, Deshaun? What'd you do? Yeah, uh, I actually hit the wrong cut there. Here's actually him talking about why he chose to settle now. Like I said, I have to continue to move forward with my life and with my career. And things happen on the legal side that you got to continue to just keep pushing forward and moving. So there you keep go. Keep pushing forward and moving. That's why now. Why? Yeah. Uh, for what? Well, tell us, Deshaun. I mean, he hadn't spoken to any. I mean, this is the first time we're hearing him talk about this. I can't remember the last time I heard him speak. It's been like a couple months at least. And he he said a lot. uh, Actually, he spoke right before training camp started. Uh, You know, previously he denied all wrongdoing. Mm -hmm. He said he had no regrets for any of his actions during the massage sessions. Uh, Since then, he's publicly apologized, quote, to all the women I've impacted. Uh, and uh, now here he is, you know, sort of addressing the media for the first time. If you did nothing wrong, why are you apologizing? Who are you apologizing to? And I think why? That that's a, that's see that to me. And yeah, that's that's the biggest question I have is if you didn't do anything, then why didn't you maintain your story this whole time? Exactly. Right. And why hasn't he told the story yet? I mean, it's not like we didn't all kind of know anyway. Right, he could say right. anything, but but uh, he's not going to be hurting, you know, of any of the games he's going to be missing out on. I mean, his contracts no. with the Browns uh, guaranteed league record two hundred and thirty million base salary that'll jump to uh, to forty six million uh, next year and a forty about a forty five million dollars signing bonus. Uh, Cleveland uh, structured his contract to include a base salary of only about a million dollars this year because they knew this was coming. Yep. Yeah, I mean that's why. I mean they wrote that into his contract. 
again, I, everyone believed he was going to be at least one year. Yeah. Gone. And now it's 11 games, and he's still he's saying he didn't do anything, but he's apologizing. He's settling. Going to counseling. My whole thing is, and I'm so glad, Patrick, you said it exactly. The, it, finally, we can be done talking about this. Right. But we won't for a while. Yeah. But I don't want to talk about Cleveland. I don't want to talk about Deshaun Watson. Yeah. No. I want to talk football, mm-hmm. the teams that I like. And this, again, 11 games, not enough. $5 million fine, nothing to a man. You just you ran the numbers of what he's going to guarantee get. Yeah. Yeah. This, this will equate to $632,500 missed out this season or $57,500 a game. The sad thing in all this is that... Can I have that? Yeah, right. <laughs> the really sad part about this, uh, for the injustice of what has happened, is that the first time he throws a touchdown pass and all the, whole, all the stands go cra- crazy... Mm. Everybody's going to forget. Everyone Everyone's forgets, except forget. for the people yeah. that he hurt. Yep. You're right about that. That's going to hurt them more because he's playing and he's getting completely cheered on by yep. the entire state of Cleveland and then some maybe. And and you got to wonder if there're going to be more accusations coming out at any point city too. Of Cleveland. You That's know, which state? which the city oh. city, sorry. City. That's, I've been there it's many early. times. It's early. Wait, I've been there many it's times. It's early. Uh but you know, Watson was asked if if he thought there may be any more uh, accusations forthcoming as well. On 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 that, you know, too much. Like I said before, you know, all these things that kind of came forward was a, a surprise to me, but, you know, I just have to continue to push forward as a person, as an individual, and, um, yeah, that's, that's Did it. You have- so, so, there you go. It, it's, I mean... Look, he can say anything. It, it, he, he has said enough already, subtly, to prove that everything that he's saying is a lie. I, I, I should know. I used to be a liar <laughs> back in the day. I was a really good liar when I was a teenager. And, Takes and one to spot the, one, right? Dude, the, it's textbook. Yeah. How he looks, how he's talking, how he's admitting it out loud, but then also denying it right after with the counseling and all that sort of st- like it's all out there it's so obvious now you're actually watching this this uh this press conference media yeah. avail today with him he, what was his how, how did his demeanor look because i didn't actually see him yeah. i just heard it he couldn't sit still he could barely look anyone in the eye it kind of looked like he had a lazy eye in his left eye for some reason. like I, I don't know what was up with that i don't know if it was just stress or he something doing his lucky luciano but, I mean, he impression. was kind of just you know the the sway the look down to kind of look around everyone else, but you don't, you can't give anyone eye contact, like that sort of thing. Like it was just completely right in front of your face. So, and if anyone actually believed that, I don't know. Man. I like I, the I, fact, I, and I think what you were saying is a classic liar thing. It's like every statement he says is like after the statement, and his under and his under breath, he goes, "Just kidding." <laughs> like, he, like he's, he's saying everything, but then when he's like, he turns his head, he goes, "Just kidding." Yeah, don't believe. Or he's sitting there the whole time yeah, with his, his fingers, fingers crossed yeah, exactly. on his back. Uh-huh. Like Double crossed, crossed, both fingers crossed, yeah, too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so, uh, I mean, I don't think this is going to be satisfactory for most people. It's probably it's probably not even satisfactory for Deshaun Watson, but I, it's better than what he was going to get. I right. think, you know, sure. under, under what Goodell wanted uh, was, you know, a little Full bit harsher year. than that. Yeah, But it's easy for him to say that because he has nothing to do with it now. Right, right. Now, this is going to actually, uh, you know, the settlement between the two sides here actually heads off that ruling from former New Jersey att- Attorney General Peter, Peter C. Harvey. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, Goodell appointed him to oversee uh, this whole disciplinary issue uh, after uh, Sue L. Robinson's decision. Uh, and so he's, you know, we're, we're not going to have to wait for him to make any decisions here. Now, I, mean, nope. I think this is pretty much 
it's it done. This is for done. now. Yeah, because yeah, I'm think, assuming they got the Players Association right. involved, too. They had to approve it, too, yeah. so I think it's, it's done. Uh, yeah, helps so. and we've been saying for days, you know, uh, uh, a resolution to this could come today, it could be within hours, and then the next day we get here, nothing. I just, I knew they, there was no way they could have let this go into the season because of everything that we speculated, and we even did, too, as well, how... What if he's able to play over it during his appeal? Right. right. So right. he'd be able to get to play a couple games, then his suspension, and then be able to come back. Yeah. So I'm glad that's all taken care of. Yeah. Uh, so you know, good, good for uh, good for the league, good for us. It's good. good for, this good is for good you, for our, nobody, our, our, our lovely listeners out there. This, all this of should us have never happened. I think this works out well for a lot of us, though, in that you know we we can finally sort of. Uh, we can move progress away and move forward. from the Deshaun Watson saga and actually, you know, kind of begin. Uh, I don't know. Talks about it. How about your Cowboys? How about your Houston Texans? How never, about your Chicago Bears? Uh, right? Yeah, we don't want to hey, talk about we're playing about tonight. Bears. We're playing tonight preseason. I know. Seahawks Bears. Know. I'd like to say I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not. Ah, it's just preseason. So we don't have to deal with thing. Drew Locke because he got COVID. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, you know, we got more coming up, more football, uh, you know, a little uh, depth issues over in uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, possibly uh, some, uh, we, we, it looks like we may have some quarterback decisions made, uh, a little bit of uh, talk from the Longhorns, and a uh, local boy hits his first his first at-bat in the major leagues. Baseball. Home run over Baseball. the fence. We got that and more coming up on the way here on the Thursday edition of the Bullpen. Patrick Osborne, Brandon Elkins, Jake Ryan. 512-834-1027 is the number. This is the Bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. And that is where you find yourself on this Thursday. The Bullpen, Patrick Osborne, Brandon Elkins. Hello. We were talking a little Deshaun Watson before we went to the break. and um, Thanks to Johnny Rude for hanging out with we, us for a we, minute there. We really appreciate it. Yeah, we like him. There's a man who knows his football. Yes, sir. Especially, unfortunately, Chicago football. He's a Chicago fan. In fact, uh, he's got this, so he's got this uh, Chicago Bears, it's like a bear hat. Yeah. It's got like a foam hat or something. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. A while back. Uh, we had it in our... Uh, in our area, for yeah, a bit. yeah, he was helping us out over the uh, on, on the news side, and he he brings this this hat in there because you know he's trying to personalize yeah. the workspace. A little well, bit. Mark told him to, right? I've never seen something that looks more like it came from the Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals in my life. I'm looking at this thing, going, "Why do the Bengals have a bear hat? I don't get this." And uh, clearly, I was wrong. Well, I mean, it's it's fair because they both have orange in their well, color scheme, and and the, the stripes on it. I mean, it just it just looked like the Bengals. And I was like, it dude, did. I thought you were a Bears fan. What are you doing? He was like, no, I am a Bears fan. I'm like, well, what is this? I'm like, I don't Why care. don't we have that somewhere in our studio? Right anyway, now. yeah, I was just about to say, is really it would be a really cool he decoration that. here. He needs to bring us uh, the bear again, the oh. bear head. Well, Ed brought that to us. Well, Ed, no, he brought the club and the horn. Oh yeah, that, that longhorn, that scary-looking longhorn, now looking down your soul. I never even realized from that was Johnny that. Rude. Okay, all right. He had a duct tape for a while. It was creepy. Uh, now it just now keep, it just looks keep, sad. Keep woods warm. <laughs> to quote Pedro Serrano from America. Yes, <laughs> keep woods warm. So before we went to the break, obviously talking to Sean Watson, a little NFL, but. Uh, Browns aren't the only team out there. Of course, your Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Still trying to make some moves. Um, they got a bit of a depth problem, if you ask me. Uh, they, they, I mean, it's really been kind of the theme of the week has been depth or, mm-hmm. or the lack thereof, so to speak. And kind of how ill-prepared uh, they, they may be at tackle. Maybe well, don't a, forget who's leading your team quarterback. Right now. But there was a big issue uh, yesterday at training camp involving wide receiver C.D. Lamb. Uh-oh. L- well, not a big issue, but for about, dun, dun, dun. for about 10 minutes, there was a lot of panic 
there mm-hmm. uh, because when they be, when they started their joint practice with the Chargers yesterday, it was noted that CeeDee Lamb wouldn't be participating with what was described as a foot injury. And for about 10 minutes, people freaked out. You think? Uh, it turns out he's got a cut on his foot. Not a big deal. Oh. Uh, and they also mentioned he's not going to be practicing today either uh, against L.A. But That's probably smart. They, he should probably not practice or, or probably not. maybe not. Maybe practice a little bit, not play. Right. If that was even the plan right. in any game because of that depth scare already. Right. They they really, though, they, I mean, had it in fact been like a significant injury, broke his foot, something like that, you know, broken ankle. Yeah. It, you know, it's still just the beginning of the second half of August. So. The Cowboys starting wide receiver trio would look like Noah Brown, Simi Fajoko, and Jalen Tolbert. No way. Not really. No way. Not really. They would not let that happen. There's Cole Beasley out there. There's OBJ still out there. Just sign them both. Yeah. I mean, they, and they've, they've had some issues in the wide receiver department already. Past few months, they traded away Amari Cooper. They signed James Washington. They drafted Jalen Tolbert. They lost James Washington. At least for some time. Yeah. And making the argument that they're not worse on paper right now than they were this time last year, that's a tough road to hoe. I mean, you really, you really would have to convince me a, a great deal that the Cowboys are better off right now than they were at this same time I just, last year. I just don't understand how Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy can look at that wide receiver group and see two names and everybody else. That's it. How can you how can you expect to win? When both those guys will probably be double or triple t- covered, and then you're you're gonna hope your slot receiver, who I don't even know his name, is gonna catch it right <laughs> over the middle, and then just gets smacked. And guess what? What if he gets hurt? Mm-hmm. Then what? Yeah, come I on. Mean, so they they have a depth problem. Yes, and it, I I mean I would uh, Cowboys Nation probably is is just chomping at the bit for this to be addressed and rectified before game one of the season. Oh, they're screaming! I can hear them outside. I, I, yeah, I mean from Good all the way night. from all the way from the the Metroplex up there. They're loud. Yeah. Some loud people. Sign a damn wide receiver that you know. Oh, wait. There is one out there. <laughs> right. There is. Uh, stand there in the NFL, a little Carolina Panthers news. As a Baker Mayfield expected to be named the Panthers starting QB for week one against the Browns. Uh, he's competed with Sam Darnold, of course, for the top spot there in the depth chart uh, since God, being what traded. A, what a sad career that's been for that guy. Sam Darnold? That's sad. That's, that's a bummer. Why is that? It really never really panned out. Well, I mean, they gave him no shot in in New Jersey, uh, in New York for the Jets, and he finally gets a chance to potentially start. What he I think he did last year too, and he was just god awful. Yeah, yeah. And so now they basically replaced him right in front of his face. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, well I mean, and he's got to be hurting a bit. And Carolina's had a real rotating cast at quarterback as this. I mean, Sam Darnold, yeah. Cam Newton, PJ Walker. He had Teddy Bridgewater log fifteen starts in twenty twenty. Oh my God. Uh, so I, I, Baker Mayfield maybe maybe their new guy. The list is like thirty players longer than that as well. Yeah. You seen uh, the you seen the jersey with the guy who has all the names on uh, his back? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Now <laughs> Mayf- to it. Mayfield so far only logged one series under center. Uh, Thirteen play drive that ended on a fumble. But here's you know here's hoping that he could uh, he could do a little bit better this year. He's uh, of course a Lake Travis alum, mm. and Lake Travis has been pumping out some some talent I in the recent so. years. And from the gridiron to the baseball diamond, still a Lake Travis ISD connection mm-hmm. here. This Bring was it pretty, on. This was a pretty cool moment last yep. night. I saw that last uh, night, and my buddy uh, my buddy who's a Mets fan texted me almost immediately about it. He did was he? so excited. It was awesome. So former uh, former Lake Travis Cavalier Brett Beatty. Just uh, it, it took him just over three years to go from being a first round pick in the MLB debut to his first at bat. 
That's quick. And That's quick now. In, in his first at bat, it, it went a little something. A phenomenal year. Gets a breaking ball and hits it out to Ryan. Acuna goes back to the warning track, looks up, and it's out of here. How about that? Fred Beatty hits a two-run homer in his first major league at bat. Now that there, that's reaction. That's his former teammates. That's reaction from Lake Travis right yep, there. Yep, a bunch of his former teammates Former watching. teammates screaming. Now, this was this was such an exciting moment. You know, he uh, homered in the second inning of last night's game against the Braves. He drove in two runs on his first career plate appearance. He was just called up on Tuesday from AAA in the midst of a real standout minor league season. He's batting 315, yeah. 19 home runs uh, across AA and AAA. That's really good. And the best part about it probably for Brett Beatty his whole family was on hand last night to watch this unfold. That video was so cool. Yeah. You could see his mom, how excited she was, and his dad could barely move. Yeah. He didn't really react, and then as soon as they like panned away and came back, he was gushing. Right. He was bawling. It yeah. was incredible. And, and I couldn't... I, I, I mean, I, I could only imagine how emotional... I would get, yeah. you know, in a situation like that. I Absolutely. Mean, let's just forget the fact that your family's there. Your first major league at bat, you cranked it over the fence. Isn't it funny? You drove in, too. I've seen, you, you almost see that all the time, and, and it still never gets old. All these kids coming up for their first at bat, and they crank a home run. Yeah. I, I see, it, it kind of feels like you see it a lot. You see, it does seem like it happens more it nowadays. Does because of, a, I feel like it's be, just because of adrenaline, and you're not thinking. This is your first at bat. You're so nervous. All you want to do is just put the ball in play and don't strike out. So it's kind of almost like yeah. a blind swing. I feel like it could go the other way. It could go either way. You could either be so enamored by the moment that you're just not thinking sure. or yeah. so enamored by the moment that you can't get out of your own head. I think that's where we see the home runs, though, is because you're not in your head at all. You're not thinking. You're just like, holy crap, just put the ball in play. Don't strike out. And then you get that nice swing. You get that pitch right down the middle because you know they're going to test you immediately. Right. And boom. Yeah. Knock it out. I've seen it with Jared Kelnick and Kyle Lewis. Both One of them was Rookie of the Year that year, and both of their first at-bats was a home run. It was so cool. Another fellow used to play for your Mariners years ago. Seems like his first at-bat. His first at-bat at the Kingdome. In the, oh, it wasn't his first at-bat. It was, it was his just... first at-bat ever was a double, so uh, that was pretty cool. Talking about King Griffey Jr. Yeah, here. but his first at-bat uh, at okay, the Kingdome was a home okay, run. Okay, so I was almost right. And, almost right. And his last at-bat at the Kingdome. Was and a home run. And his last at bat. His too. first and last at bat at the Kingdom was a home run. Oh, the Griffies. The Griffey so, era was exciting. Such a beautiful. So exciting. So beautiful. And I think he probably could have had his numbers probably could have been even better if he didn't deal with if he didn't turn a, into Spider Man occasionally injuries, yeah. and break his wrist. Yeah. Which still looked cool when he did it, yeah. but you yeah. know, it didn't when he was out for seven weeks. But congratulations <laughs> to Brett Beatty. Yeah, this was really cool. exciting. He was the number twelve overall pick in uh, twenty nineteen out of Lake Travis. Consensus top one hundred prospect coming into this season. And uh, was the organization's representative for the Futures game last year. And this is not, yeah, I mean, this is the New York Mets. You are in the spotlight now. Yeah, I mean. Everybody yeah. knows you now. People say, well, you know, you play on the Mets, you're playing second fiddle to the Yankees. Not anymore. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess so. They're always, the Yankees will always be a towering presence. But the Mets, the Mets, to their credit, have, have made a lot of strides in recent years. Yes. Uh, and nowadays, you, you know, you got guys like Pete Alonso. Uh, you know McNeil, guys like that. Who well, you got Max Scherzer, and, Max Scher and, and yeah. you got Jacob Degrom, two of the best pitchers ever and Scher in this era. Scherzer, yeah, uh, I've I've been a big fan of Scherzer for a long time. He's old. I'm too. surprised he's still around and being as dominant and as much of a 
a madman lunatic yeah. on the mound. I love it. That guy's crazy. I heard he's a jerk, but you know what? Whatever. I've never met him. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, so you know, good for good for Brett Beatty. Good for good for the league. This, these are those exciting moments. The the yeah. the, the, the magical moments of yes. baseball. That's why we love it. Yeah. And that's why I. Uh, when I did the snake draft earlier with uh, with Jason and Nick, my I got the first pick, and the 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 game was your your favorite sport, the best sport, right? And they were so shocked that I picked baseball first because I, baseball why? is my love, and it is the best sport ever. I agree because football, everybody loves football, and I feel like especially here in Texas, football is king. Football has always been king. I was here, or especially in Austin, at least. Yeah, a lot of football fans we don't, here. You don't talk about the Round Rock Express. I mean, Jason literally had his Round Rock Express hat sitting right next to him, and he was mad at me. He was curious why I chose baseball first. Like, look at your hat. Look, as far as I'm concerned, that's the only right answer. I agree. Thank you. There is no other correct answer. If baseball. We, if we did our own king. snake draft, it would be baseball, 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 baseball. Yeah, you football, and me. Baseball, baseball, baseball. I think my soccer, uh, baseball, baseball, boxing. Hockey. I'd have to throw my boxing in okay, there. Yeah, I go boxing, boxing, baseball, boxing, baseball, baseball, boxing, baseball, baseball, boxing. Would you like to tease tomorrow what we're doing with yeah, boxing? Yeah. So we got a big fight coming up on Saturday. It's a it's a rematch. Alexander Usyk and Anthony Joshua. Of course, Usyk. I already is the forgot one. those names when yeah, you told me that's yesterday. Right, that's right. Five gonna, minutes. I'm gonna hear them a lot tomorrow. But uh, we're gonna have some previews on that fight, uh, and we're gonna we're bringing in uh, Chewy from uh, 937 yeah. over there. Uh, we Chewy, love Chewy. Chewy and I, uh, at one point in time, we, we had a boxing podcast that we did, and uh, we're a couple of fans of the Sweet Science, and so we're going to talk a little boxing tomorrow on the on the uh, bullpen as well, and, uh, and we're really looking forward to him coming through. Can we hear that podcast? What? The podcast? Yeah. You can. Can you promote it? Can, uh, can people go listen? I will have to double-check that it's still around. By the way, speaking of podcasts, our podcasts are now on our main page on the website. We're also on Spotify. And Apple Music. So go check us out. Yes, indeed. And stand by because we're also working on uh, putting together uh, a, a bit of a social media presence as well. Yes. So, and uh, uh, the also full package is about to come from through. my mother. Get a damn app so I can listen. It's so <laughs> hard to do this through my phone this way. Are we? Are, did you say tune in? Because I think we're going to be on tune in. At some point I too. don't know. I'm pretty sure. I'm, all I've heard is it's in the works. I'm almost. I'm almost certain I heard tune in. Either I way, I thought I heard iHeart. But I, we've been we use iHeart for everywhere else. But well, I could be wrong. Regardless. Spotify, Apple Music, you can listen to our podcast on there. Yes, indeed. Also, our yes, website, one hundred two seven ESPN. Uh, and and we would uh, we would love we'd love to have you uh, you know download uh, some of our uh, our podcasts as well. So we'll make sure to have all of this as readily available, easily accessible to you as possible. Isaac usually has it ready about ten minutes after the show. Right. I'm not putting him on the spot. I yes, promise. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so stick around. Five one two eight three four one zero two seven is the number here on the bullpen. Uh, we got some more baseball talk coming your way, including uh, another. Uh, moment in the history books for Shohei Otani. Does this dude ever stop? I don't care. He His team sucks, so God, he, whatever yeah. he does, I love it because it doesn't affect the score ever. Also, the uh, MLB Umpires Association addressing uh, these recent issues with home plate collisions, blocking the plate. That stupid rule. Yeah, it only took all year. And ESPN says your Texas Longhorns are destined to disappoint. Oh, no, really? Mm, that they are. Oh, sweet. We'll tell you why and more coming up here. 512-834-1027 is the bullpen. The bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. And that is where you find yourself on this Thursday afternoon. I didn't say morning this time. Well, you just did. I just did. You're right. So you ruined it. Hey, are the Texas Longhorns destined to disappoint? 
Are they underachievers is this, this year? A, is this a, are they talking about a Seattle team here? This is how they talk about our teams all the time. I've never heard them talk about the Longhorns like ESPN. this. ESPN. ESPN thinks they're underachievers, That's a man. East Coast bias thing ESPN. for you. ESPN. Yep. Obviously, your Longhorns were left off the first release of this year's AP Top 25 rankings on Monday. Likely disappointing to some. Likely not surprising to others. Well, funny they don't mention the college or the uh, coaches poll. No, no, they did. They did. Well, Eighteen, that. just the AP. Uh, first time since 2016, Texas hasn't been ranked to begin the season. That's okay. But if ESPN's latest installment of the annual college football underachievers list is any indication, your Texas Longhorns, who finished last season five and seven, could be in for things more than disappointing. More disappointing, I should say, than uh, an unranked nod. Texas sits in uh, Tier 2 of college football underachievers alongside USC and UCLA. <laughs> and here's what ESPN had to say. It says, uh, quote, There's a reason Texas still appears in rankings of college football's best jobs. Texas boasts a distinct combination of, immers- uh, of immense resources, an appealing location, and an emerging market, and being the flagship school in one of the nation's top talent-producing states. Texas is already showing its ability to capitalize on the name, image, and likeness era, but every year seemingly casts more doubt on a program that can't seem to get out of its own way. Texas hasn't won a Big 12 title since 2009, played only one league title since it uh, since, and boasts only one national title in 2005, capped by an epic win over USC, as you might remember. Uh, that's the first one since 1970. It goes on to say, so while the recent issues are justifiably magnified, Texas' inability to compete nationally for long stretches absolutely sticks out. Do you agree with any of that? No, I don't at all. You know, we've talked a lot. Not one bit. Hiked up big time, this Longhorns team. Yeah. Uh, n- none of us in this room or, or any, any of the guys that we've talked to on the phone or, mm-hmm. or in the hallways, none of us, I think, expect them to win a national title, much no. less a Big 12 title. Yeah. Look, they but started Five over. and seven is not what they're doing this year. Yeah. They started over, and they don't mention that. I, like, I understand some of the things that they – I agree with some of the things, that it's one of college football's best jobs, the, the immense resources, appealing location, emerging market, blah, 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 all that. All that I agree with. Everything else is just complete nonsense because they're just ignoring everything that this team has been doing the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. They went through a bad stretch with Tom Herman. They fired him. Bad. They 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 still had to <laughs> bad, deal. Bad yeah, stretch. they still had to deal with his kids when Sark took over. Right. Sark is a bigger name. He is a better coach. He has better coaches there now. And again, we're they, last year they were dealing with they weren't dealing with their their kids that they wanted. They're, you know, the, he he inherited this team. Right. It was destined to fall from the start. They didn't really. Uh, they had and they got injury prone. They got injury plagued. All of that was not mentioned in this. Mm-hmm. And when you restart a team like uh, a, a, a a program like that, it's not gonna ha- it's not gonna happen overnight. And right. You would almost expect the worst and hope for the best, in which we did last season, and we got we didn't get the best, but we saw glimpses. And now with with the tra- transfer portal and all the other guys that they have, they're on their way. I I don't I just don't understand why ESPN wouldn't would ignore everything else right in front of their face about this team. Because they don't like Texas. Of course, they don't like Texas. It's it's easy to hate on this team now. Sure, it's so easy to hate on this team because of where they've been and how everyone else has all the other teams around who were once you know. That that I don't want to say anything bad here, but you know, just no, the, ahead, the lower it. tier to Texas. You know, Texas was king, and then you had everyone else. Everybody else and was now the everyone else is has gotten a whole lot better, right. and Texas has kind of just stayed in the middle. So I I understand how easy it is to hate on this team. 
but I don't. I think all of that is just complete nonsense. I would agree with you. I would agree. With you. Now, Sorry, I, I don't even cheer for Texas, but like I just. I no, but can't. you make a fair point, and I appreciate an unbiased, you know, yeah. opinion like that. You're not from you know I don't from care. Longhorn I don't country care either way. I want to root for them. Yeah, but I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not a homer. Now, Steve Sarkeesian does not agree with this. But he does kind Good. of he does say something that, that really kind of falls in line with what you just said. You know, talking about the Tom Herman era and the players that that Coach Sark inherited yep. last year, and uh, he actually talked to ESPN as well. Of course, you know they finished five and seven last year. They lost six straight games that marked the, the Horns' longest losing streak since 1956. Yeah, and Sark says uh, the kids knew not everybody in the locker room was all in last year. Yep, he says I think they could feel it. They wanted uh, they wanted to weed out some of the warts, as he puts it, some of the bad apples. He says, I think they got a sense of reality about some of the things we were talking about uh, and we're trying to instill uh, the last offseason. He says, I don't know how much they gave credence to it. And then those same things reared their ugly head uh, during the season. They came back in January with the mindset of we've got to take things to heart because they're going to show up again. They made that investment. They bought into every aspect of it. And he says, you can feel it now amongst our team. Yeah. And that's a big deal because when you trust your teammates, you're going to go far. And we heard that from Xavier Worthy. Mm-hmm. We heard that from Jordan Winnington. Mm-hmm. We heard that from B. John, B. John Robinson. Those are some big names on that team. And those are the guys that said it didn't seem feel right last year. It feels right this year. And especially if Sark is saying that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and uh, you brought a B. John Robinson. He's quoted in this article as well. He says, you see players jumping on board. It's important for us to, to keep that momentum going on the field, put this program back where it's supposed to be. He says, you can see it and you can feel it. So they're, they're optimistic. I'm far more optimistic than this ridiculous underachievers uh, article here by ESPN. This thing. You got I mean, you got to just think they were just like, write something about Texas. Who cares what it sounds like? Yeah, yeah. hey, we want to We get, just need to get our, we need to get them out there. We want to get the bullpen riled up. That's exactly. right there. And right you know there. what? They did, damn it. That they did. I'm that mad. They did. Now, uh, Sark also says he's pretty hardened by the relationship between his two quarterbacks. Despite this intense, ongoing competition, we still don't know who's going to start. But he says they're not consumed with whatever the other guy is doing. Uh, he says both players have made some great plays this preseason. Both of them have growing pains, but he says this is camp. And uh, on that note, as we all sit here and try to wait patiently for him to name the starting QB, mm-hmm. he says he believes he has an idea who's going to be the starter. He well, doesn't want to wait so. too much longer before telling the team. Of course, Texas opens up the season on September 3rd at Louisiana Monroe, uh, against, I should say, not at, but against Louisiana Monroe. Yeah. Week after, I mean, he, said, one, he said that a month ago. He did. said the same thing a month ago. He did say that a month ago. He knows who his starter is. He just he's just kind of playing it off. I mean, I, and I guess I, that makes sense because it's still training camp. I, I would assume probably two weeks before the season starts, he'll probably name. But that's what a couple days from now. Yeah. So let's hope. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't imagine we got to wait much longer. And I, I don't think he's. Yeah, to, because, I don't think he's in trying to intentionally be cryptic or or anything. Right. He just. I, I, I think he's liking. Well, I know. I think he's liking bit. what him what he's seeing from viewers yeah. and 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 card both. Yeah. I, I I just I just think that the the number one guy needs to get reps with the number ones. Yeah. The most. Yeah. If he's going to be the starter, so stop playing around, man. Just do it. I, I bet you. I'll, I'll tell you something right now. Based on this draft class, ESPN. There's no way ESPN's going to say that next year. Nope. Not, not, especially not with a guy like Arch Manning, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no way. There's they no had way. to get it all out now right. because from next year on, it's going to be all, you know, happy-go-lucky, roses and such. What do they have there? There's like the number three draft class, I believe. For, I think it's number three now. It's number three. So Well, recruiting class? Yeah, recruiting class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, ESPN, enjoy your uh, little, you know. 
Look, Whatever. I, it's easy to, <laughs> and, we, and we love ESPN because we're on their their radio waves. But what's up with this? Yeah, well, what's up with this? It article? is what it is. Uh, speaking of college football, the college football playoff board is discussing the possibility of potentially restructuring how college football is governed. Now, there are eleven college presidents and chancellors who make up the college football playoffs board, uh, and they met via Zoom this week. They started a discussion that something could reshape the future of college sports. <laughs> Multiple sources say that the board of managers briefly discussed the possibility of restructuring how college football is governed uh, with the idea presented of a major college football potentially being governed outside of the NCAA. And, of course, the most logical place for that would, would be the auspices of the CFP, the college football playoff, uh, which this, that, too, was discussed on the call. They currently oversee the postseason playoff, and they have contractual ties to other marquee postseason bowl games. But uh, these were short Quick discussions. There wasn't a long, drawn-out discussion here. Conversation significant nevertheless, though, uh, in that it's the first known talk among a group that would seemingly have the power to put a plan like this in action. Sure. And the CFP looms as the most likely destination for running major college football outside of the NCAA. No action's <laughs> imminent, though, but, you know, the fact that this is out there in the ether, just wait. You'll hear more about that, I, I guarantee oh, it. Oh, boy. Well, they can't even figure out how to do an actual playoff system, so it's scary to hear that they may run the entire college football landscape. I, I would argue that it's not quite the chaotic train wreck that the old BCS, BCS was. You know, But at least they had a structure, and that, they held to true. their structure. That is true. There is no structure here because they keep getting influenced to do other things, like expand or keep the same. Because we're talking about a bunch of corrupt people here, and now we're going to have a bunch of corrupt people here running college football. Yeah. I think the best thing that they should do is just make three or four big conferences, expand the playoffs, and let it be. I I, I just did it for you. Pay me for that. That works. One, I think one thing I, issue I, I will always take is, is I feel like a lot of times these expansion talks are really more about everybody gets a chance to play. Let all the kids That's okay. We want play. that, though. I don't, though. Why? Because I, I want you to earn your spot in the I, playoffs. You're going to earn your spot, and you're going to get more games because of it because you you have eight chances, eight teams. And you're going to get eight really good teams because there are more than five really good teams in college football. Nah, it's not Alabama. Not really. It's not just Alabama, Ohio State. <laughs> Clemson, Notre Dame, who am I missing? I don't care. I don't care about those teams. We'll get at least six decent teams to be able to join the playoff ranks, and then you never know what's going to happen. All right, so, uh, I mean, a small expansion, fine. I predict they're just going to keep expanding it and keep expanding, like they're talking about doing with the Final Four, the the you know the NCAA men's basketball tournament. You know, hey, let's keep expanding so we can get more Cinderella teams in here. Yeah. Uh, and at some point, uh, it's just going to feel to me like it's cheapened your your arrival in the postseason. However, I will counter with I would bet with the expanded uh, of the NCAA tournament. It's just going to be more of the playing games. You're going to have more just one game to get in, uh, and then that'll kind of level out the playing field. So I don't hate that as much as I don't know if that's true. I would assume that that's how it's going to work. Yeah, just because that's what they did with the wild card with baseball. You know, it's a it's a playing game basically. Which I will, but it's uh, still the playoffs. And I'll admit, I I was not initially a fan of that expansion either. But there's but it works more than four. It works good baseball teams. No, I hear you. Year. I hear you. And and I I mean, you know, I I admit it here. I was wrong uh, in my initial criticism of that. It's worked out great. Yeah. 
one of the most exciting things you could have now is is a wild card team and that just barely limps their way in and then they go all the way and, and they win you know World Series. You also got to remember that how many how many playoff teams are there with the wild card for football? Is there sixteen? Uh, you know what you're asking because I feel like uh, you I feel me, like you caught my what, brain at a, at a rough moment. I know, and I just threw that out there. I, I'm just I'm just trying to think because in the professional ranks there are what 30 plus teams, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then when you go to the playoffs, you're still talking about maybe 40 percent of the entire uh, you know NFL, NBA, MLB is making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then you go to college football, and how many teams are there? No, I get that. Hundreds. Yeah, I get what and you're saying. And then you're only saying six teams get in or but, four teams get in. But, I mean, you know, how often you And gonna... I get the bowl games, but most of those bowl they're taking away a lot of those bowl games yeah, now. I think they should. Right, mm-hmm. which they should, mm-hmm. which gives more legitimacy to the playoff picture when you have so many teams. And same with basketball. There are so many teams out there that you have a lot of really good teams that don't get a shot. Because they have a disadvantage of where they're playing yeah. and you know what conference they're playing in, so that's all. I'm, that's all I'm trying to get no, here is look, the, man, the average don't make sense in the college ranks. You argue comparative to professional with the playoff system. I would that's be okay. I, I will be okay with it as long as, like I said, it doesn't cheapen the ability, the the the, the accomplishment of getting of making it to the right. postseason. Yeah. If you've cheapened it because you're just giving giving it all the way, hey, you. Everybody gets a playoff yeah. seed, right? I mean, it's but like, oh, I don't yeah. think that with the amount of teams out there that play, the amount of good teams there are in college football, I think everybody who will make the playoffs gets a chance. It's just those bowl games when they had to give the losing record teams a shot because they had too many damn games. So I think that's where you cheapen it, and I think where you change the playoff structure, I think that helps. That's a, you are well, your that's fine point, my friend. Hey, uh, the Big Ten has completed a seven-year, $7 billion media right agreement with Fox, CBS, that's and a lot NBC. That's Holy moly. Huge. So uh, they, they, they think they're, uh, they project to eventually distribute 80 to $100 million per year to each of his 16 members there. Uh, quite a I think event. USC and UCLA made the right choice. I think so, too. I think so, too. We got more on the way. The final segment of the Thursday edition of the Bullpen is on the way. The phone number here, if you'd like to talk to Brandon or me, 512-834-1027. A little baseball talk coming back your way. Stick around. It's the Bullpen. This is the Bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. Well said, my friend. This is 1027 ESPN. It is the Bullpen. It is Patrick and Brandon. Hey. This is the final segment of the Thursday edition of the uh, Bullpen. We've had a uh, lot to talk about today. Friday, Louis, tomorrow. Thought I wanted, I wanted to mention real quick, because we don't talk a lot of NBA here. Uh, you know this guy, LeBron James? You ever heard of him? Uh, he's that actor in Space Jam, right? Yes. Space Jam 2? Uh, he's, yeah, no, LeBron James actually, he was he, also in he's a really... the guy that sang I Believe I Can Fly in Space Jam. The original Space Jam. Uh, oh, wait, no, 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 we're thinking of, the, uh, you we're thinking of Michael Jordan and R. Anyone? Kelly. Anyway, yeah, maybe, maybe not the best comparison. <laughs> anyway, LeBron James has agreed to a two-year, $97.1 million contract extension, including a player option for the 24-25 season. It includes a 15% trade kicker, makes him the highest-earning player in NBA history with $532 million in career-guaranteed money, surpassing Brooklyn Nets star Kevin Durant. Durant. Okay. He's ineligible for a no-trade clause because he agreed to this extension oh, here. Shot in here, that. Uh, new contract starting salary, $46.7 million, the 15% trade kicker. And James Statchard is, you know, one of the best players of, uh, 
you could argue of all time. Yeah. Uh, likely going to make him a Laker for as long as yeah, he chooses. He's going to retire a Laker because he doesn't want. He's played everywhere else. He doesn't need to go anywhere else. I just want to know what the Lakers are doing. What well, What is their plan? They're going to have. That doesn't make. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to give him that much money. No, I, I kind of. I'm, I'm. I'm kind of surprised he took that money because that could have been used. He doesn't. He clearly doesn't need it, and that could have been used for other resources to maybe get them a. Good team. Open up the salary cap a little bit. A little bit. Well, they're still going to have north of $20 million uh, of cap room uh, by next year and uh, or by the offseason and uh, would have the ability to thir- assign a third max contract player in 2024. Well, imagine if they you know cut it to $26 million a year and not $46 million a year. They'd have a little bit more money to play with. Yeah, greed's a hell of a thing. I know. Greed is a hell of a thing. Like you said he makes fi- he made a f- he's made 532 career million guaranteed just from basketball. That's what it says. It says, uh, what, and that doesn't that take idea? account to five hundred thirty-two million in guarant- career guarantee. Yeah, money. his movies, that his endorsements. I mean, I mean, the dude's a billionaire. Yeah, he's doing he's okay. a billionaire, and to take forty-six million a year for your last couple years in 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 the NBA, give me a break, man. What I mean, I get it. You need you. I, he doesn't need the money, and if he wants to go out on top and have a good team, you know. Take a little cut. Who was it? You're that, fine. You're a billionaire guy. Who was it that was arguing that uh, his contract, his, his multi million dollar contract, wasn't enough because he's got to feed his family? Was that Allen Iverson? I don't know. I didn't hear that. I thought you were. That's where I thought. I thought well, you, you know were riffing, what? Riffing then off sell that. a thing or two because I, I, he doesn't need to. He's a billionaire. He's he, fine. He's going to be okay. He's going to be fine. And his son Bronny James is a senior in high school, and uh, LeBron's actually th- hoping that uh, he might actually still be on the court by the time his son gets there. So, wouldn't that be interesting? Ooh, that's a lot of pressure on his son. A little, now. little Jeez. Griffey Junior. He hasn't, he hasn't there even on, yeah on the hardwood. He hasn't even picked a team yet. I know. There was a rumor he wants to go to Oregon, and I'm just like, don't do that. No, that's I'm kidding. Oregon's a great school. The MLB Umpires Association is adamant that crews are just upholding the rule, addressing home plate the uh, home plate collision rule. Uh, uh, they released a very tersely worded statement yesterday regarding the criticism Ooh. that they're catching right now. Because Did you say home- tersely? Tersely. Tersely. They were uh, uh, very stern. Oh. They, uh, they're catching a lot of flack right now because of this home plate collision rule. It's been a topic around the game after multiple video reviews have resulted in overturn calls at home plate recently, including That's on trash. Tuesday uh, between the, uh, the Cleveland and Detroit. Uh, but the uh, statement says, quote, it's the catcher's responsibility not to position himself so as to block home plate without the ball, end quote. They say this rule change was adopted after Buster Posey was involved in a home plate collision, suffered a severe leg injury. Yeah, I remember that. And the Players Association and their owners uh, decided to protect their key assets. They adopted the home plate collision rule, and it's been an S show ever since, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Let's put it lightly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't. Uh, I, I, look, I'm, I understand the concept of protecting your investments. I get it. I also understand that you've chosen to be a catcher mm-hmm. in baseball, mm-hmm. and sometimes you got to take the hits. Whether it's from Pete Rose bailing, bailing around third base, you know, or, or killing or a guy's else. career before yeah. it started at an All Star game. Yeah, but the ump say, you know, simple: don't block home plate without possession of the ball, or change the rule. Which I can get behind that. Okay, here's my question: if he's block, if he can block the plate once he has the ball. And the guy still hasn't. They should. They should have just like a, a little space where at this point you can't block the plate unless you have the ball, as to un- avoid a collision. I don't know if that's even possible because that would require it, it just, catchers to turn yeah. matrix moves. Yeah. But if he, if he, I don't know. I, I feel like if he has the if he has the ball or doesn't have the ball, I and mean, he's going to block the plate, he's still going to block the plate no matter what. 
Yeah. And does that even, I don't even know if that makes sense. Well, see, and that's, there, there, I mean, there lies one of the thousands of problems yeah. with this rule. It's, it's just, it's too complicated as is. Exactly. To open up a lane, you know, oh, come on, man. It just catch the ball and tag the guy it's, out or get barreled over like an 18 wheeler, one of the two. Yeah. And, and, you know, and let's just stop this nonsense. These it's plays madness. are going to happen too fast. For you to be able to make that judgment call. It's a bang-bang play, usually. Video review has overturned eight calls at home plate this season. That's the most <sighs> since 2014 when that, that was the first year the teams could challenge the yep. call. Yep. The most recent has, have prompted teams to ask the league for clarification. Uh, umpires say they feel caught in the middle of this whole thing. They claim it's not their job to call the blocking rule, uh, but rather they uh, let New York do it. Man by umpires there. They let wow, them handle that's, it. That's some great accountability from our umpires. Right. Good Lord. Uh, I would argue, too, that Major League Baseball umpires have a real optics problem. Yep. And you could blame it on guys like Joe West or Angel Hernandez. Fair enough, because they certainly are probably C.B. Buckner, you know, certainly the most egregious agitators. But uh, I would say, yeah, the, the, the umpires have a lot to... Uh, a lot to answer for right now. Yeah. And so they should be held accountable and they should be taking more accountability because they are making the calls. Whether it's yeah. whether the replay ultimately comes from New York, I are I would argue is is irrelevant. Yeah, and Austin Hedge just said it the other day. Uh he said that it cost him the game and the umps have no accountability. Yeah. They just get to make the call and run to the locker room and leave. Yep. So they need some accountability. That's all. That, that's all. Umpires. I know it's a hard job. I know it's a really difficult job, but you signed up for this job. It's just like for any other job. If you signed up to do it, you're expected to do it right. Right. And yeah, yet I'd... they get to just make these boneheaded calls, these horrible calls, and then they just get the bounce. Anybody, Off to the next city. Anybody who says being an ump is an easy job has never done. I mean, I umped, uh, you know, a couple of little league games in mean, years past. It's not easy. We yelled at and our softball. At league, we know? yelled at our softball ump on Sunday because or Monday because he was making some ridiculous calls. We apologize after, but it's hard. That's going to do it for us today on the bullpen. We appreciate it. Stick around. We got more on the way, and we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>